these sequences are important because you have to reiterate information because even if somebody has purchased your product, they've been to your site, you know, people are doing a million things these days and you've got to remind them about things and where to get to things, videos from knowledge-based articles, all that. Hello and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. I'm your host, Norbert Strappler, the CEO of SingSpider. Hello and welcome to another Ecom Ops podcast. Today I'm talking to Arlen. Uh, great to have you here. And uh, Arlen is the owner of a great software co- tool called OSI Affiliate. Hey, Arlen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Norbert. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely welcome. So um, tell me a bit about yourself, Arlen. How ran you into this e-commerce businesses? Okay, gotcha. Well, it's uh, kind of a long story. I'll try to make a long story short. First off, I've uh, been in the business for over 20 years now, believe it or not. Um, We kicked off operations in the year 2000, actually, as a full-service web development agency, developing custom websites, custom web-based applications. You name it, we did it. And we did that for several years. Myself and my business partner, uh, who was actually a good friend of mine. We went to college together. Uh, We went to Howard University in Washington, D.C. And, uh, you know, after that, we we always knew we were going to start a business. And uh, we both, after we graduated, we worked for a couple of consulting firms for a couple of years and then decided to to, to kind of start our own business. So at the, on the side of us working for consulting gigs, we decided to put things together. And then we, that's where the rest, I guess you could say, is history. We, we launched our business. Um, kind of interesting story is because a lot of people are wondering, my, my background as well as my business partner's background is computer engineering. We had a, a development software development background, and we did that when even we worked with consulting firms. And so we, to tell you the truth, we didn't know a thing about business when we started a business. We just dove right in head first. Um, I was really kind of motivated to start a business because I thought about an experience that my parents had when I was growing up. Uh, when I was young, I probably was like maybe seven or eight years old. They had the opportunity to purchase a a Burger King franchise. Uh, for those of us in the U.S. who are familiar with Burger King, it's a big, they're the competitor, biggest competitor, I guess you could say, to McDonald's. Well, maybe not anymore. Burger King, you don't see too many of them, but uh, they're still going strong. But anyway, they had opportunity to purchase a Burger King, Burger King franchise with some friends of theirs, but they decided to pass on it. And they didn't want to risk my brother and myself's college education funds and, you know, their savings. And so they just passed on it, but they kind of regretted it because uh, their friends that actually did go in with this and this particular venture went off to be very, went on to be very successful. They purchased other franchises and went on to be very successful. So when I had the opportunity to start our business with uh, my friend, uh, Tariq Jeter, we I thought about that experience and I said, wait a minute, I'm straight out of college. I don't have any kids, no no, no real responsibilities other than to, to take care of myself. I said, you know, 
Um, and so I'm a little different situation than my parents. Yeah. I'm going to just go ahead and just dive right in. And we did that. And so, like I said, we did a full service web development agency for several years. Then we decided to pivot about four years into the business and create our own suite of web solutions. And our affiliate software was one of them. Um, we had about five other tools as well, ranging from help desk solutions to email marketing to e-commerce, you name it. We had it. And we ran strong with those solutions for another few years as well. And then we decided to pivot again because we really saw that our affiliate software was that one tool that really took off. It kept increasing in sales and profits. And, you know, it just really made sense for us to focus all in on it. So we decided to discontinue our other solutions and go full speed ahead with the affiliate software. And I guess you could say the rest is history. And that's uh, great, you know, what, what brought me here today. <laughs> so 20 years ago, it was the time of front page and Dreamweaver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, I haven't I haven't heard front page in a long time. Wow. <laughs> yeah, me either. I was even uh, thinking about while you were talking, how was it called, this great tool? <laughs> yeah, front page. Yeah, yeah front page. We, yeah, we, um, we used it, actually, if I remember. Uh, yeah, who, who did not use it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. This is the best question. Um, yeah, great. So, and... and What was the impetus behind founding uh, an affiliate software action? Well, it, it was really probably we were motivated for a couple of reasons. Number one, we had done um, some small development work for a business that was in a in our co-working space. When we started things off, we were in a, a kind of a tech incubator type co-working space in the early 2000s. And another one of the businesses that were in there, we did a little bit of work for them. We did some some custom development for one, for one of their websites. And they were the ones that kind of put us onto the idea of it. They mentioned uh, referral software. They mentioned, is this something that we could do? And um, At the time, we didn't know too much about it. Um, we we kind of did maybe kind of a custom component of a referral system for their website, and it worked well for them. And then that's when really word of mouth marketing really started to explode and explode in affiliate marketing. And um, we said, wait a minute, why don't we go ahead and just create a full blown solution? Because we see that there is definitely a need for it. And um, that's really why we decided to go ahead and, and develop it. And uh, we kind of were looking at the trends and we saw that it would be an effective tool. It's very cost effective for businesses. And most businesses know it's a kind of a performance based model where you're only paying when somebody, you know, submits or, or sends you a referred sale. Um, and that's a typical model. And um, that that's really what got us into it. What, what's our uh, typical customer? Our typical customer, I would say, is a small business, primarily uh, an e-commerce business, selling a product or service on one of the major shopping cart platforms, whether it's Shopify, WooCommerce, whether it's BigCommerce or uh, even Equity Commerce, you know, any of those kind of Uh, no-code type builders is our, our main type of customer where they have an e-commerce presence or online store and they're looking to add an affiliate uh, uh, software to it and are looking to do affiliate marketing or from marketing or from their site. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So um, I, I, I know affiliate marketing, of course, and every e-commerce store owner knows affiliate marketing. Um, everyone ran into that um, already. And um, you often hear from uh, shop owners that started an affiliate program that they failed. 
Ja. Um, what's the key um, to, to, to run a profitable affiliate marketing strategy? What do you need to do? Well, that's a great question. And I would say one of the main things that you have to do once you set up an affiliate program, uh, and actually before I get into that, I'll, I'll really kind of define the difference because there's really a difference between affiliate an affiliate program and a referral program. Mm-hmm. Um, what a referral program is, is if you get your existing customer base to refer, sign up to refer your products or services for commission. And with these customers, the typical incentive is usually a discount on future purchases or free products. So it's trying to really kind of keep everything in-house, trying to get these existing customers to promote so that they can purchase more of your products. You know, for It's, it's more likely of uh, incentivizing um, yeah. something and not about paying money. Exactly. Yeah. More of mm-hmm. the incentive by having giving them a discount towards future purchases. That's okay. the typical model that uh, most businesses use and we recommend. Now, an affiliate program is a little bit different. The affiliate program is where you're going outside of the whole scope of your business or outside of the scope of your customer base, and you're trying to tap people that may have never even heard of your product, never used your product before, but they may have some type of network or the ability to promote to a greater network. Um, they could even be an influencer as well, where they have a steady group of followers, a large or growing group of followers that know them and trust them and know these particular affiliates or influencers would be able to promote your business across their networks and you know wherever they are. And usually with the affiliates, with an affiliate program, the commission is a little bit different. Typical commission for an affiliate program is going to be a percentage of an order total. That's mm-hmm. usually the, the the typical commission or a fixed amount. Um, so really kind of cash is king when you're dealing with affiliates. That's what they want. And that's the typical model. And so that's that's really the difference. Now, to answer your question, as far as to be successful with it, one of the things that we constantly see is, you know, just like anything, you, you can't just launch your affiliate program and expect people to just come. Um, unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way. You, you do have to promote it. You got You do have to do the legwork. And so you have to really define upfront what you want to do. And you can do two things simultaneously. You can definitely create a referral program for your existing customer base and then also have an affiliate program. So of course, if your software you know, supports that, um, our particular software does support that, does allow you to set up both. Um, and so if you're going to do that, you need to, number one, reach out to your customers immediately. Let them know what you've launched uh, and let them know this across many touch points, not only via the email list, let them know this if you have a, some type of dashboard or customer order area. Let them know this through any of your transactional emails. You name it, you got to let them know. Number two, also let them know this, uh, your customer base or anybody in your ecosystem across all your social channels. You really got to blast it out there. Let people know what you've got, what you're offering. And so that's for the referral program. Now, for an affiliate program, what you have to do to try to get these in, um, affiliates or influencers to promote 
is you gotta you really gotta find them where they are. And if we're thinking about let's say influencers or people that have like a, a built-in audience per se, one of the uh, the techniques that I often tell people that they can do to try to uncover, so to speak, these affiliates or influencers is on any of the given uh, social networks, maybe even uh, let's say ha- Instagram. You can do hashtag searches, specific hashtag searches for certain hashtags that only an affiliate, an influencer, or a blog would use. Um, And so, for instance, uh, a common search, if let's say you're in the fashion space, you could do a search. um, Let's say you're in the city. I'm in Orlando. So let's say I did a hashtag search of, let's say, and I'm looking, let's say I want to look for a blogger, a fashion blogger in Orlando. I could do a search for fashion blogger uh, Orlando. And typically that's a, that's a unique hashtag. And I've done these searches before. There are definitely bloggers that use this hashtag with their posts. And these are people that, you know, have a specific community. They either blog about or they post about fashions in that specific city, whatever that city is attached to it. And then what you have to do is just, you know, reach out to them, you know, send them direct messages, do follow-ups, give them your pitch, let them know what you can offer them and try to grow, develop a relationship where you can get them to, you know, associate with your brand, become your affiliate and go from there. And so that's just one particular technique, but that's the main thing that you have to do is you got to get active immediately once you launch these things and, and try to get those customers and those affiliates that are going to be get out there and they're going to promote your brand to a, a greater audience. Now, reaching out to someone um, or finding them uh, is, is a pretty hard stuff, I think. So it's um, it's a, do you do you recommend or know any specific software um, that, that that can be used for that, or do you recommend reaching out really via the messaging system of the social network um, in a manual way, or how could, how could you structure that? You can do a little bit of both. You mentioned, is there a system that you can use? So number one, you definitely want to, you know, do the manual way, doing the reaching out on social the social networks. And I actually had a conversation with someone uh, yesterday um, that was actually on my podcast uh, that was talking about, you know, one of the effective ways of growing this these types of relationships. You really need to have somebody on your team um, that's really that's their sole responsibility is to try to find these affiliates, try to find these influencers, do, uh, scour the social networks, scour the blogs, send them emails, do follow ups, do the pitches. And it's it's really a full time job, really, because oh, yeah. it takes a lot of time to grow these relationships, follow up with people, establish terms, you know, all of that it takes a lot. And so, yeah, that's definitely one route I, I suggest that you definitely want to go. Uh, secondly, yeah, there are definite services online that are, I guess you could say, kind of like matchmaking services for brands and affiliates and influencers. And you can go on there and they have a pretty most many of them have extensive databases of affiliates and influencers where you can a lot of them will give you a little kind of taste or a trial account where you can do a free search and do a search based on your industry, your niche. And based on follower counts, like counts, the activity on different social networks, and you can find um, these affiliates and influencers that you think would be right 
to promote your business. And a lot of times with these matchmaking type sites, they they almost are kind of like the middle person, the middleman, and will broker that relationship. And they, you know, charge you a fee, whether it's like a monthly fee to get access to their database, and then maybe a fee if you facilitate any type of transaction. Um, so there's several out there. Um, there's a few that come into mind. I think uh, influencers dot coms one influence.co is another one there's many out All there the same name doing... yeah influencer exactly. is in the name and then you have it yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely exactly. just do a google um, search and you'll see many yeah yeah so now you have the influencer what's next mm -hmm. so now that you have the influencer and let's say you somebody in your team has identified one or maybe you found one through the matchmaking service you do have to do a little bit of vetting because um, you know, you could, a lot of times these businesses get excited because they see somebody that has a high follower account. Let's say you've, you've got somebody, you identified somebody and he has 500,000 followers or a million followers on Instagram or any of the social networks. And you're like, wow, that's an incredible audience. If he, uh, you know, announces my brand to that audience, just imagine all of the potential sales that I get, the traffic increase that I'm going to get. You know, brands get excited when they see that, but it, it doesn't stop there. You really have to do a little bit more vetting and digging to determine if these affiliates and influencers are the real deal. Because unfortunately, there is a lot of, I guess you could say, spam out there, fake yeah. influencers, a lot of fraud. You'd have to be careful. And one way to really identify who's really the real deal or not is their engagement, the level of engagement that they have with their followers in their community. And you can easily really uncover this by just taking a look at their, um, their post to like ratio and the post to like count. Like, how, you know, when they posting a, a particular post, how many likes are they getting on that? And how many comments are they getting? And are they actually responding to these comments are they having a like an open dialogue to people are they engaging because believe it or not even if you see somebody that has a million followers that doesn't mean he has a high engagement with all those followers uh you know there could be a case where they may have a high follower account but absolutely no engagement and somebody that has a high follower account and no engagement i mean that that's not going to really do you any good those followers yep. will mean, mean you absolutely nothing if that influencer or affiliate is not engaging with them and so you've got to vet them you want to look at their follower count their engagement levels and so a lot of times people that are in the influencers that are in the kind of micro influencer range which would be someone that has followers between let's say 5000 and 50000 are it's really kind of a sweet spot these days because they typically have a smaller audience but yet higher levels of engagement because a lot of times they come you know they form a relationship with these people that are following them that are commenting to them and you know they get to know them and so that's a very very high engagement and you know you can't beat that that's really what you want to look for um, and so that's really kind of the next step. Once you've identified these influencers, you found out they're the real deal based on their levels of engagement. And then the next thing is going to be to, you know, establish your terms. Um, usually with people that are in the micro influencer realm, you can probably get away depending on, you know, if they're in that $5,000, $50,000 range or 50,000 follower range, you can probably get away with giving them 
free product in return for a promotion. So that's what you can do with a lot of times and people in that range. You know, there's, of course, exceptions. You don't always have to go that route. You could, you know, give them cash incentives. But that's that's really a lot of um, what what I see just overall in the industry with micro influencers, just promotion in exchange for free product or even discounts on products. Um, And then, you know, of course, you can think about cash. And so you establish those terms and then, you know, you 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 move forward and then you really just have to monitor, manage their activity and, you know, based on what they're doing, you know, provide them their incentive, you know, at the end of the day. And what what kind of commission? I mean, it, it's always difficult when, when you have products that you resell, mm-hmm. then the margin is quite low. When you have yeah. products that you produce, the margin might be higher. You can pay higher commissions. Mm-hmm. But what do you see typically in e-commerce? What is the typical um, um, affiliate commission? Okay, with the affiliate commission, if we're thinking about people that are on a higher level where you have to pay them more than free product, let's say, you know, they maybe they are or they, they're not micro-influencers or maybe they have a larger audience. Maybe they're at the the hundreds of thousands of follower level. In that case, yeah, you will have to pay them a commission. And I think it's going to vary depending on really what you think they can provide you and what um, their follower count is, what their engagement is. One of the rules of thumb that I recommend is never, you don't want to set something in stone and just say, I'm always going to give these affiliates a 20% commission because you know a lot of times people think yeah 10 20% i think that's fair you always want to negotiate it you want to negotiate everything and so one of the first things you want to do is you want to just ask them you want to ask them okay what do you expect to get in return for promoting and you want to try your hardest to never reveal what you're thinking of, of of paying them. You want to try to get that number from them first. So what you want to do is whatever they come back at, let's say they say um, 30%. I'm looking to get a 30% commission on return. No matter what they say, you do have to come lower. And you want to come considerably lower. If somebody said 30%, you want to come to maybe even uh, 20. You want to come to even 10, 15 or possible. But there is a fine line, you know, you, 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 it's, it's kind of a game of chess in a way, the, nego- the you know, art of negotiating, because if you come too low, they could get turned off. They could get disgusted. They could think, you know, just, you're just playing around and they could, some people could get offended. So you, you have to be careful, but regardless, you want to get their number first. You want to come considerably lower. And then that's where the negotiation starts and then figure out, I would say on a case by case basis, rather than doing a saying you're going to do a blanket commission across the board. Oh gosh, where are the times when you just signed up for an affiliate program that said uh, sign up for the program and you get 15% commission lifetime? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's not that many like that. What's the the biggest mistake that an affiliate can, uh, affiliate program or a program, uh, program provider can make? Yeah, I would say one of the biggest mistakes that they can make, was it's kind of twofold. There's a couple of things. Number one, one of the biggest mistakes is what I mentioned earlier, setting up everything and then, you know, trying to follow the build it and they will come from uh, mentality because that's not going to happen. You've got to announce it. you got to promote it. You can't expect people to just come and sign up. So that's number one. The second biggest mistake that I would say is I've seen where 
businesses that have affiliate programs really leave it up to the affiliates to provide, you know, everything as far as the promotional materials, the information. They give the affiliates too much legwork. And that's the bit, one of the biggest no-nos. Because what you have to realize is with these affiliates and influencers, they're really busy. They're not only promoting your brand, but they're promoting, you know, five and 10 and 20 yeah. other brands at the same time. And so they don't want to have to go in figure out, oh, okay, am I going to need a, my designer to create a custom graphic for this? Am I going to need custom messaging? What am I going to write about this? You want to provide them everything you possibly can when it comes to messaging, content blurbs, when it comes to banners, graphics, um, any social media graphics, even social media posts, the more the better. So you want it to import, uh, you want it to the point where they really just have a huge repository that they can pull from. So they don't have to think about it. They just know, okay, I'm about to promote uh, XYZ brand on my Instagram. Let me just look through this library of graphics. I'll use this. And, you know, they're done with it. You want to make it super simple for them. So um, and this is yeah. what I've seen in uh, on the website of your uh, affiliate tool uh, that, that they provide the possibility for uh, the, the people who run the affiliate program to um, add those assets directly in your dashboard. That's correct. So That's that people correct. can pull it from. That's really great and, and very helpful. Uh, I've mm -hmm. seen it sometimes uh, in, in affiliate tools, but not always. And this is right. very, um, very, very inspiring and, 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 and good for those affiliates because they really don't like to do the work for you. Yeah, definitely. It's your words, the work of the store owner. Exactly. Now, um, Arlene, you, you also run um, a very successful podcast, the e-commerce marketing podcast. It's really great. Uh, and through this podcast, um, um, yeah, you you run interviews with hundreds of marketing experts. I, I, mm -hmm. I think I can say hundreds already. Yeah, yeah, um, we, we're we're approaching three hundred now. Actually. Oh wow, this is really really awesome. Uh, do do you do you have any favorite episode that you would say, hey, you need to listen to this? Uh, let's see. Well, there's quite a few, actually, as you can imagine, with all of yeah. them. Yeah, we did episodes. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. We kicked things off, believe it or not, in the year 2014. Um, I'm not the original host. One of my business colleagues was the original host, and I took things over several years ago and then become the host of it. But yeah, there's a lot of notable episodes. One notable episode that I can recall, uh, let's see, I think this was from last year, actually. Yeah, from definitely last year. We were fortunate enough to get Uh, Neil Patel on the podcast. Wow, is, uh, great one. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is, uh, for people that don't know him, he is, uh, I guess you could say, a, a digital marketing guide, if you will. <laughs> He's been in the digital marketing space for quite a while. He uh, is digital marketing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, when you look up digital marketing, you're going to see Neil Patel name name many places. So he he started off, as you know, and, and our listeners may know, with working for several kind of notable brands and SaaS companies. And then eventually he launched his own um, agency. It's uh, NP Digital uh, that he's running. He's very successful for that with that. And uh, yeah, he, he actually talked about the topic um, that I talked to him about was a link building because it's really a hot yeah. topic in SEO. And I'm, I'm always kind of hearing the changes that are going on. And what we presented to him was, you know, is um, 
are, is link building still relevant today? And is the importance of it going to really go away? And that's really what we talked about. And yeah, he definitely gave his two cents about it. And we, I learned a lot from him and uh, yeah, very great interview. Uh, so it's definitely one of the, uh, one of the more notable interviews that I can recall that was recorded last year. Awesome. And, uh, you also run, um, a YouTube channel. Yeah. The e-commerce brothers. Yes, that's, um, that's correct. That's yeah, correct. You, you produce digital marketing how-to videos mm -hmm. to help e-commerce businesses increase the traffic and sales. Uh, what inspired you to share your knowledge this way? Yeah, great. And uh, I'm glad you asked about that because that's something that we actually had just relaunched, so to speak. It was um, myself and my business partner kicked it off a few years ago, and we started to put out this content to educate people. Um, and about the various digital marketing um, it, it, tactics. The reason we decided to put it out is just because in our general, you know, out and about, whether we were going to networking events, whether we were communicating with people online, people had a lot of different questions and kind of misconceptions about various digital marketing tactics. So what we wanted to do is kind of pick select tactics that we can really go through step-by-step step in a brief video, break it down for people, and just really give them some kind of bite-sized, concise information um, via the channel, via the e-commerce brothers channel. And uh, that's what we're doing. And so, like I said, we just recently relaunched it. So we're going to start to be uh, publishing videos weekly now. And uh, we're really excited about that, that, uh, that channel and that vehicle to reach people. Awesome. So look out for um, the e-commerce brothers on YouTube. Um, and right. imagine this nice face here. And uh, then you know where you need to look at. Um, let's talk a bit about automation, my favorite one. Um, what and how important is automation for you? How, how important is automation for you, your operations, for your products? Um, automation, you mean as far as like on our on the back end of our whole process, internal yeah, process? Yeah, the whole process, thing? adding something in, adding something out, sending out um, sequences, running, uh -huh. billing, all this kind of stuff that you can automate where you do not need to have people involved doing the stuff over and over again. Yeah, well, that's very important for us. Um, it was actually just on an, a, a recent podcast and... One of the ways we kind of started automation, you know, as you can imagine, with this as a SaaS company, and we've been around for a long time. When we were an early SaaS company, we were doing a lot of things manually, um, and even with account setups. Uh, you know, I, I can recall the days of when we were getting online orders. Even though you know we had developers, we had certain scripts in place for the developers to be able to set up accounts. It wasn't 100% automated where you could have just order and immediately the account gets set up. There were some back-end processes that we had to do manually and, and get it out. And so, yeah, we've, of course, since changed that. And that's definitely helped us out because the one thing that you have to realize is that just any time spent, um, if it's something that can be automated is, um, you know, it's costing you money. If you've got, let's say, a developer manually setting things up, Uh, and or and also if you have somebody waiting, if you have a customer waiting, I can recall that, you know, we had it where there was no an immediate account set up. A customer maybe had to wait to the end of the day. And that definitely cost you. So we've automated that account setup process. You definitely want to make sure whatever it is that you're offering, um, everything is smooth, whether it's, uh, you know, account setup, whether it's customer support, whether it's shipping, all of that. You want to automate it as, as much as 
as possible. Uh, another thing that we also have automated as far as um, a marketing is concerned, um, well, we've, we have created, you mentioned sequences. We have a couple of, of distinct sequences, not only for our customers. So when our customers sign up, they go through kind of an email sequence journey where we step them through um, information that we know that they're going to need at various points in time with regards to the account setup, with regards to the support. And a lot of it is just really kind of these sequences are important because you have to reiterate information because even if somebody has purchased your product, they've been to your site, you know, people are doing a million things these days and you've got to remind them about things and oh, where yeah. to get to where to get to things, videos from knowledge-based articles, all that. So we have that in place. And then we also have a sales sequence as well um, for any of our prospects that come through to us. Uh, so where we we really kind of try to, I guess you could say the goal is to win them over, get them to convert and become a customer. And the really goal with our sequence is really uh, showing people the value of referral and affiliate marketing. And so our sequence has uh, some testimonials from an existing customer. It shows some statistics. It shows reasons uh, why they should not, you know, what reasons why they, um, you know, should set up an affiliate referral program and why they shouldn't, shouldn't wait any longer. So those types of things are all in our sales sequence and all that's automated with our email mailing list platform. And so those are some of the kind of the, the key automations that we have in place that, that really help us out. Awesome. Wow. A lot of automation is going on here in this business. I love that. Um, last question for the day. Uh, always ask is, who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career? Who has taught me the most about e-commerce? Wow, <laughs> that is a great question. Uh, let's see. And you I mentioned just, Neil already. So what's that? I'm sorry. And you mentioned Neil Patel already. So. <laughs> right? Yeah, he, he's definitely <laughs> one. I'm, I'm also a, a huge listener of his podcast. He, him, and, him and uh, uh, Eric Sue. They have the Marketing School podcast. So that's one. I would say the the second piece is uh, we've. Uh, become part of a community where they they'd offer a a digital online course it is called uh, authority hackers actually mm -hmm. um and uh, people aren't familiar with that they can check them out they have uh various times of the year they have a a cold course offering that's it's it's anyone that was really interested in digital marketing can check it out because they have a ton of different blueprints that cover a variety of digital marketing um, strategies there, but there a lot of what they are putting out is if you've got what's called a, considered a niche site, or you're creating a site that you're just an affiliate for. So you're maybe creating a site and you're using Amazon's affiliate program to promote these products. A lot of what they talk about is how to grow those type of sites. But outside of that, um, I mean, they cover almost any digital marketing topic you can think of. And it is really one of the most, as far as e-commerce is concerned, one of the most comprehensive and thorough uh, course offerings that, I, that I've come across because they, they really break things down in a systemized way and very clear, very concise. And I would say that's, that's definitely uh, one of the places that we have learned a lot. Myself, my business partner, and others on our team have uh, have utilized a lot of their blueprints to to do some things on our end. Awesome. Many thanks, Arlen, for uh, this great interview. It was really fun. Um, and uh, as Arlen said, uh, it's not just setting up an affiliate program and forget about it. Um, it's tough work. 
So if you want to set up an uh, affiliate program, then do it the right way. Choose the right software, of course. Um, and um, yeah, reach out to people, uh, talk to people. It, it's all about people. And uh, it's not just setting it up and thinking there is someone signing up and doing the stuff for you. You need to do it, unfortunately. That's yeah, big, exactly, exactly. Great. Well, thank you, Norbert. I appreciate the opportunity and to be able to come on and speak to your audience. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.